It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Shoots and scores! Tomas Hurdle hits the jackpot! You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Scores! 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 Logan Couture wins it in overtime! Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Off the draw, Jonathan Dolan, a bomb of a shot. That got blocked by Severson, who broke his stick on the play. He's got to drop it. Can the Sharks take advantage here on the Cash Creek power play? Let's see. Nick Merkley to Burns, over to Jonathan Dolan. Again, no stick. Shot by Jonathan Dolan. He scores! Nothing much Damon Severson could have done on that one because he broke his stick, had to drop it, and Jonathan Dolan lets go a laser. And the Sharks score on the power play and take the 2-1 to one lead. Yeah, I'm surprised right now. I'm I'm pretty pissed though. I I want to win hockey games. So, but uh, it's uh, all credit to my to my line mates and uh, and everybody around me who's making it making it easy on me. So I'm uh, obviously I wasn't expecting this, and I'm playing with great players and they're they're helping me out a lot. So I'll I'll credit to them. But uh, it was tough to lose today. No, I think it's I think it's good. I think and you know we talk about it, I think the credit goes to the the guys in the room, the um, the veteran leadership of um, wanting to uh, you know play the right way, um, be on the guys, the young guys that come up from the Barracuda that they're ready to play the right way as well. Um, and you know when you have to see somebody doing it day in and day out, and that's what you know you see Pat uh, Bernsey do it, you see uh, Mario do it, you see Cooch do it, you see Tommy do it. You know, Rudy Balzers, everybody was, you know, Bones, uh, Coglianos, they're all playing the right way. And these other guys just kind of follow along in there and, and, and compete. So it, it's a credit to the players that um, they played, they played hard and, and they, you know, and they, you know, we got five of eight. We would have loved to have eight of eight. It, it didn't happen, but we, we just have to, you know, keep going, keep playing the right way. And, and we will get the results that, um, you know, that we're looking for consistently all right good morning everybody and welcome to morning tide happy sunday i hope you enjoyed your extra hour of sleep uh like many of you i'm bummed that the sharks did not come away with a win last night but i am trying to keep that perspective because it's like i said the other day i do the drive home from the game my mind has time to just start worrying out of control I start thinking about the road trip and I'm thinking, okay, so they're going to have to play Calgary. That's an important game. And I start thinking about that game. And then I start looking ahead to the Thursday game where they're going to be playing Winnipeg again. And then I go to Saturday against the Avs. And then I go to Tuesday where they're again playing the Wilds. And then I go to Thursday against the Blues. And I'm thinking to myself, crap, when they come back home on the 20th, they're going to be hosting the Capitals. And then you're looking into a different schedule for the week leading into Thanksgiving where you host the Hurricanes and they're really good. Then you have the Wednesday against the Senators and you feel like, okay, that's a game where you you feel like you can get a win. And then you got Toronto on the day after Thanksgiving. And it's just, well, here's the deal, guys. Life isn't getting any easier for the San Jose Sharks as there has been nothing 
but the status quo with regard to the COVID realities right now. You're missing key players, and I know you might be disappointed with a two and three homestand, but I'm saying, hey, you walked away with two wins and one point in an overtime loss. You got five out of 10 points in which four of those games you were missing players like Timo Meyer, like Eric Carlson, like Kevin LeBanc. I mean, you go down the list of who the Sharks are missing. It's impact player after impact player after impact player. Yes, I know it's not all of their biggest names, but a team is comprised of much more than their biggest names. That The Sharks were able to walk away with those two wins in addition to the point that you picked up with the overtime loss. You got to feel good about that. And then the other part of this is that the Sharks, I think that you've gotten more of a look at guys that you weren't otherwise going to get more of this much of a look. I mean, that's just a reality. You got more of Ryan Merkley. You've been able to get more of an idea about Nick Merkley. You've been able to see Santori Hatika. You've been able to see more of different players, and the Sharks have been competitive. I mean, that's, if you want my grand takeaway, there's only been one game this year. It was the first game back in town, the Thursday nighter against Montreal before they had the the Saturday COVID meltdown and had the great win over Winnipeg, but That was the only win this year in which the Sharks were truly out of it. Yeah, I know that they fell behind big early against Boston, but they came surging back in that game. Every other game that the Sharks have lost, it's been a a pretty competitive loss. And I'm willing to take that compared to what we saw a year ago. And I think a huge part of that has been a play of the Sharks goalies. And I think that more than anything, if you look at who is your true number one right now, in my mind, it's James Reimer. Right now, here come the Devils. Bratt deflects a Subban pass on the left side at the Sharks' line. Johnson sends it in, gets a pass back from behind the net, and a point-blank save off Johnson by Weimer. What a big stop that was with 3.40 to go. Yeah, the Sharks did lose in a shootout last night, but as Reimer said after the game, they tied the game, they lost in a shootout. And if you only give up two goals in a game, that's fine by me. I'll take that every single night. And James Reimer has proved himself to be absolutely phenomenal through this point of the season. And I think that he is playing like a guy who is trying to reestablish himself and wants to take the most of this opportunity and prove that he is a very, very good goalie in the NHL. And what are we to argue with there if that's what he's trying to do? His performance has been phenomenal. And you just keep on getting these good performances from him. And I know that you've had some rough starts from Aiden Hill, but I still think that the upside with Hill, and especially with his inexperience, there's a massive amount to grow upon there. This Sharks team has the ability to stay alive and fight and grind. And I think that what they've been going through leading into these games against a string of high-caliber opponents, it's going to pay off. And no, we don't know when you're getting guys back. You don't know when Eric Carlson's going to be back in the lineup. You don't know when Kevin LeBanc is going to be back in the lineup. You don't know when you're going to have Bob Bugner at the helm once again. But you have to give credit where credit is due, and that's to the guys who are there, whether it's Ryan Merkley, whether it is John McClain, whether it is Jonathan Dolan, who's going to join us a little bit later on the show this morning. But I just have to imagine that the Sharks have to be viewing what they've been able to accomplish up to this point of the season in the light of a whole lot of adversity. They've got to be able to draw strength from that. I mean, let's just look at the fact that the Sharks right now are 6-5 and five on the year. Yeah, it's only one game over 500, but at the same time, it could be a lot worse. Not only did they have a five-game road trip right after they started the year in which they were a team where people had absolutely 
no hopes for them. If you looked at the predictions all around the league, no one would have said the Sharks were 6-5 and five at this point. They are 6-5 and five with two of those losses coming when they were down a tremendous amount of top-level talent. Again, Carlson, Vlasic, LeBanc, Meyer. I mean, this is not... These are not just throwaway names here, guys. I mean, no one is a throwaway name in the NHL, but these are specific names that have been performing well for the Sharks up to this point in the season. Timo Meyer had come out gangbusters. Eric Carlson had looked reinvigorated. Kevin LeBanc was looking like the Kevin LeBanc that we expected. This is entirely different uh, than what we were expecting to see up to this point of the year in terms of personnel on the ice. I don't think ever anyone had it penciled in that the Sharks were going to be without top-level talent for a week. Or rather, I should say, at least a week. What the Sharks have been able to do, I really do think, will give them confidence going into this road trip where they are going to need it. But look what they've done up to this point. They have been able to handle the pressure. They have been able to get better performances than what was maybe expected by the rest of the hockey world especially when it came to a lot of their players that hadn't been defined really at this point. There were a lot of people that were looking at Ryan Merkley and saying that that was a bust. Ryan Merkley suddenly looks like a player. Ryan Merkley looks very, very good and like there's a lot of potential there and suddenly you can see the upside. So even in a loss of which the Sharks have now suffered two in a row, there's a lot of positives to take away off of what we've seen. Right now, the Sharks have the fourth best penalty kill in the league. In first place is the Penguins, 91.7%. Second place is St. Louis, 90.6%. Third place is Buffalo, 89.7%. And fourth place is San Jose with 89.3%. In four times last night, the Sharks and James Reimer as a collective unit came up with stop after stop after stop after stop on the penalty kill. Four times, we saw New Jersey go on the power play only to see the Sharks shut it down time and time again. The Sharks only got one power play goal out of three opportunities on the night, but I will take one out of three. That's not going to be a huge problem for me because let's cite history. A year ago, Edmonton had the best power play in the league and they scored 30.9% of the time on their power play. Now, I think we can agree that Edmonton's power play is pretty darn remarkable. So if the Sharks were able to go one for three over the course of the season, that would be, uh, well, that would be one of the best ever. And actually, it would probably be the best ever off the top of my head. I want to say that Canadians team from the late 70s was at about 31%, 32%. So yeah, 33% would be pretty, pretty darn incredible. Anyway, I digress. The point is the Sharks don't have their best players and they're still performing on the power play and they're still performing on the penalty kill and they're competitive in games and they are in a tough, tough spot. And if they can just keep their head above water for the month of November, I'm going to be okay with that. If they're hovering around 500 at the end of the month of November, that's going to be an accomplishment to be proud of. Because one of the things I'm also wondering about is that when these guys do come back, when they're off the COVID list, what is their fitness going to be like? What is their overall conditioning going to be like? Are these gonna, guys going to have to do recovery stints at the AHL to get back into shape and get their lungs back? Of which, that is something that I think we have to all start worrying about. So, I think we have to look at this situation as being longer than 
one week or for when these guys are symptomatic. I think we have to start thinking about seeing a lot of these players that are up from the Barracuda as being part of the Sharks' plans for the short-term future and maybe a little bit longer than the short-term future because whenever these guys do come off the COVID list, it's going to take a while for them to get their game back. And it's really unfortunate because you had seen really strong starts to the season from your Eric Carlson's, from your Timo Myers, from your Kevin LeBanks. Those are the big three that I am focusing on right now, but obviously it goes far beyond that. And the full list of guys out right now is LeBanc, Carlson, Meyer, Middleton, Nieto, Shimek, and Vlasic, as well as head coach Bob Bugner and equipment manager Mike Aldrich and head trainer Ray Tufts. So... Get used to it, I guess, because it's going to be a while before these guys come back. But also, be pretty pleased with what we're seeing. And one of the things that I really, really like that we're seeing so far out of this young season is Jonathan Dolan. He's got five goals and two assists at this point, and he's only 23 years old. I know that he looks and plays like a more older, more grizzled player. (laughs) I think it's the mustache, man. It looks, it makes him look so much older than his 23 years on the, uh, on the planet. But you know, he's not going to be 24 till December. And I think that there is a lot of potential there. I really, really like what we're seeing. And I think that there's an interesting grit with the sharks we're getting right now, whether it's Jonathan Dolan or whether it's Jasper Weatherby or whether it's Santori Hatika, whatever it's going to be, There are these young guys who are just willing to grind it out and do the dirty work and do the, you know, just the the unfun jobs of trying to help the Sharks win a game. And I think that right now, in the midst of what they're up against, I think it gives them, I won't say an advantage, but it gives them a different type of mindset than what you would see with a more veteran type team that was in a similar situation with the COVID protocols and going on an extended road trip coming up where they're going to be playing a lot of good teams. I think that those, those older, if it was a team that had a little bit more of a veteran presence or had more older guys, they might be a little bit more, not necessarily defeatist, but they might not know, or this Sharks team maybe doesn't understand that they're supposed to be playing a lot worse. I know that I used to get angry about the, Oh, they're too young to know better. And I, I don't, think it's quite that situation, but I think you have a mix of guys that want to prove themselves, but also just have it in their game intrinsically to be set up for the situation. I think that Jasper Weatherby is perfectly set up for the hardships that the Sharks are facing. I think that Jonathan Dolan perfectly set up for what the Sharks are getting themselves into. I think Ryan Merkley a guy who is trying to reestablish his career arc is perfectly set up for what the Sharks are getting into. And a lot of these young players, it seems like they're getting better and better and better in each passing game. And it's hard not to be confident. It's hard not to look at all this and think, man, this is a lot different than you would feel about the Sharks a year ago. And we look at them currently sitting at six and five or, or excuse me, six, four and one. But, you know, it, it's. It could have been a lot worse, I guess, is what I'm trying to parlay here. And I think that when I look at the Sharks right now, I see a team that is dealing with a remarkable amount of hardship and actually handling it pretty well. If they were if they were six, four and one as a non covid impacted team, I would still probably feel decent about that. The fact that they're 6-4-1 as a COVID-impacted team missing several key players 
gives me that much more hope for what is going on going forward. And, you know, I don't know if these guys are all going to come off the COVID list at the exact same time or if they're going to come back one at a time or one guy will start testing positive. But, you know, they are in a unique situation where they have been able to weather the storm. And I think that's got to be the mindset for the Sharks going forward is weather the storm, see what you can handle, see what sort of a position you can put yourself in going forward because it's not going to be easy but the Sharks do seem to embrace the difficult this year is they should have lost that game against Winnipeg on sat two Saturdays ago. They should have lost that game. They, they, there was nothing about that game that says they win it. When you look at it, when the team has to you know restructure their roster and doesn't even know if they're going to play a half hour before the game, that was a huge special defining moment for this team. And they seem to be building upon it. They seem to be looking back to those experiences and to those wins and saying, yes, we were able to have confidence and have a victory. Can we build on that? It's not perfect up to this point. It is far, far from perfect. But at 6-4-1, the Sharks have exceeded expectations. They are much better than I think people thought they would be. I think people thought they would be a, after 11 games, I think they thought they would be a three or four win team, if I'm being honest. That's what I think a lot of people expected of the San Jose Sharks. They have exceeded expectations and they have done it while at the same time handling a tremendous amount of hardship and adversity and all the things that they were poor at handling last year. Bob Bugner harped on it time and time again last year, how he wanted his team to have more grit and more sandpaper and just a little bit more resistance and better response to adversity. The Sharks this year have done all that and more. Again, it has not been flawless. It's not like this team. I'm suddenly going to say, yeah, they're a true Stanley Cup competitor, but I will come back to the refrain of it could have been a lot worse up to this point, especially given the COVID situation. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to talk to Jonathan Dolan. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. All right, welcome back to Morning Tide. Happy Sunday again. I hope you all had a nice extra hour of sleep. We are going to get into some of the post-game sound out of last night's loss, but first I wanted to bring on a man who is tied for the league lead in goals from a rookie with five. It is Jonathan Dolan. Just to start off with, man, I, I'm curious uh, how much you talk to your dad uh, about your career in the NHL up to this point. You know, you're among the league leaders and rookies, are you having a you know consistent conversation with him, or is he trying to be a little hands off, maybe? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we've been talking a lot. I, uh, he, he likes when I uh, when I give him a call after games. He's actually been watching every game, so uh, he's really interested and and he uh, he likes it. So it's um, it's nice. I give him a call and talk about the games, and uh, he's uh, we we have uh, good contact. It's, it's cool, man. I mean, not a lot of uh, players get to have that, um, you know, that type of relationship for somebody not just that was in the NHL, but, you know, played for the Sharks. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, uh, it was 
So fans banging on the glass in the warm-ups and they turn around and had a Sharks Dolan 22 jersey from it looked like a long time ago. So that was uh, that was pretty funny. No, that is very cool, man. Um, you know, now that you've uh, played 10 games in the NHL, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts at this point? And obviously you're having success um, and you want to sustain it. I mean, do you, do you feel like it is sustainable? Do you feel like you've developed your game to a point where this is something you can keep up? Uh, yeah, it's a really tough league, but uh, thanks to uh, to my line mates and uh, obviously every game, every 10 games I've been playing with uh, Gooch and that's uh, that's something that makes it a lot easier. So uh, I'm very thankful for, for playing with him and uh, he's, he's an amazing player and makes it easy on me. So, uh, uh, I mean, that's uh, that helps a lot. And uh, that's what I think uh, I feel that I'm getting. It feels 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 good. He's been very complimentary of your game. Um, I'm just curious if he, you know, if, if he tells you as much or does he just try and give you a lot of support and practice and going into the games? Well, he's uh, he's very easygoing. He's a great person, great captain and great line mate. It's uh, it's very awesome to play with him. It, it feels nice coming to the rink every day and, uh, and just being around him and, and play, know we're going to play with him. And you have questions, he answers good, he pushes, he helps. And he's, uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. The COVID situation with everything that's going on, um, just how challenging has it been for you guys? Because this was, you know, this was a new start for a lot of different players. A lot of guys were kind of just getting used to things, and then suddenly the entire roster gets shaken up, and seven regulars are out, and you've got new guys coming in. Just, you know, how, how has this entire situation been for you, and your view of how it's been for the team? Yeah, it's been weird. I, uh, well, it's it's probably. Second time I've been through it. We had uh, our finals when we were tied one-one in in the series back home last season. We got shut down for for three weeks because we had a massive COVID outbreak in both teams. So, and then we got back to it. So that was obviously probably the weirdest situation I've been in. But uh, this <laughs> this uh, is a, is a close second. So it's uh, it's been weird, but great character and great depth in the organization to to bring guys up <coughs> who've been playing really well. So. It's uh, it's been awesome to to see the compete every night, and uh, we almost almost got that that third one uh, on this homestand today too. But we we just fell short. Yeah, I mean, I know you said you were pissed about the loss earlier, most more focused about that. But you know, getting five points out of these five games on the homestand, four of which you're massively impacted by COVID. I mean, you've got to that's got to give you guys some confidence at the very least, right? Oh yeah, we. Every night we compete hard and, and follow the system. We have a chance of winning, and we have great goalies who who help us out. So uh, we we know that now after ten games. So uh, if we every night we do that, we're we're gonna have a chance to win. So uh, we're gonna gonna make it tough on these teams we're playing next here, and and just do that, and then we'll we'll have a chance to win every night. Jonathan, appreciate your time very much, man. Keep it rolling, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Have a good night. Again, that was Jonathan Dolan, and I got to give him a lot of credit because it's always easy to get guys after a win, and he was willing to speak after a tough overtime loss, so uh, props to him for being willing to do that. But, you know, that was a tough loss last night, but I still liked the Sharks' competitive nature. I still liked how they played. I thought it was a better game than what we saw in the previous loss against St. Louis. This is what Mario Ferraro had to say after the game last night. Yeah, I thought we played real hard tonight. You know, the game could have gone either way. We get into shootout like that. Uh, but, you know, I thought our group played you know, really strong. 
did a lot of good things out there. I thought Rhymes played a really good game, made some huge saves for us. And sometimes it, you know, just doesn't go your way. Uh, but you no, know, I thought there was a lot of upside to that and some a lot of positives we can take moving forward. And uh, you know, those wins and uh and tricky ones like that in Trudeau will, you know, will come around. And then Dolan offered this. You know what? It's great character. I mean, we're we're right there today too. It's so close, and our penalty kill was was amazing, and uh, we we worked really hard. So it's it's tough to lose one of these, but uh, uh, we'll we'll get bounces back. But uh, overall, homestand with uh, missing players, you know, not knowing who's gonna play every every game and, and all the COVID testing and everything. It's uh, uh, it's amazing what what a great character it's uh, it's in the group. So uh, obviously, obviously, obviously that's. That's very good if, if you summarize it, but uh, you don't like it uh, right after a loss like this. And that's what I'm talking about with the confidence of the San Jose Sharks. I mean, clearly they're all ticked off after the loss. They or overtime loss, I should say. They all felt that they should have been walking away with two points out of that game. But I think that there is a quiet and or smoldering confidence that they, that I associate with this team where they, they're not, they don't look at this as, oh, woe was me. That was our next best chance to get a win until whatever date. I think they're looking at this and saying, okay, what did we learn in this game? What can we take from this game and look at the next game, which is going to be against Calgary? I mean, that's got to be the mindset you have, but it seems to be that that's what they're expressing. And that is when you get into the hungry type of mentality for a team. And this is this is a unique time in San Jose Sharks history. We have never seen anything like this before. Yes, there have been injuries to key players before, but not all at once and not like this in a once-in-a-century pandemic-type situation. This is going to be one of those seasons that we look back on, I hope, in a couple of years and say, the foundation was built during that season when we saw these players come up young and inexperienced and help the Sharks keep their head above water because that's what I keep on going back to. It's the idea of keeping your head above water as you look towards what will be some of the most difficult stretches of the season. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, and then you, you look at tonight, we got a point, you know, we got five out of eight there in the the four games there, you know, never good to lose. It, it's never good to lose. Not, not, we're disappointed that we lost, but we're, I like to see that the disappointment is that everybody's, uh, they all felt that they could have had eight points here and that, and that's really good to see that the, the guys are like, you know, geez, we could have had, you know, we could have had that. And, and with the group that we had, I thought we did a very, very good job. And, and, and it's a credit to those guys. I mean, uh, you know, we talk, keep talking about the leadership, but it's a credit to them that they've, they, you know, they made the commitment. And I thought I'd like tonight's game overall, just, you know, how we took care of our D zone and, 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 and played and competed, competed for uh, 60 minutes. And I agree that getting a point out of that game was huge, especially heading into this next stretch of games. But James Reimer was not really into that survival mentality. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want if you want to say survive. Um, you know, obviously, um, we miss those guys, and and those guys are integral parts of our team. And you know, you look you look forward to to them coming back. Um, but at the same time, um, the guys that that have come up have have done have played valiantly. You know, they played you know, with their hearts in their sleeves and, 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 uh, they give us their best every night. And so, um, 
you know, I think it's I think it's something where you just try and get as many points as you can and, and kind of approach it the same way you've you, you approach it every day with with that uh, same level of, of desperation and, and uh, that competitiveness. And so, I mean, I tell you, the guys that have come up, they've they've left it all out there. And, and uh, you know, you know, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm proud of, of every one of them and, and how hard they've worked and and what they've done. So you know, hopefully we can uh, we can keep it going and and, uh, and get some more points here. I don't know. I just think it's a pretty cool mentality that we're hearing from a lot of these guys of where they are proud of the team. They are not basking in the afterglow of what they were able to accomplish with two wins where they seem dissatisfied, yet they also seem simultaneously confident. But again, it's just a weird dynamic that they are using this as fodder to be a better team. I think a lot of other teams would use it as an excuse to be a worse team but it seems to be translating into some sort of a motivating factor, like the fact that they are down so many key players is kind of a challenge that they are seemingly embracing. And I, you know, why not have fun with it? Like I said, this is going to be one of the most unique scenarios in the history of the San Jose Sharks that we will ever be able to look back upon. And they're all embracing the challenge. They're not making excuses. They're not pointing out the roster deficiencies They seem to be using it as some sort of motivation to be a better team. And I don't know that every other team in the NHL embraces it like this or that any other team in the NHL embraces it like this. And I got to give credit to Logan Couture. I got to give credit to Bob Bugner, Doug Wilson, all these guys, John McClain. They are using this as an opportunity to get better in real time while they are without some of their best players. And that is a twist and a turn that I don't think any of us could have seen coming. But again, it is going to be most definitely put to the test. They are back at it on Tuesday night. They're going to be in Calgary taking on the Flames. You can catch that at 6 o'clock right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. That wraps it up for this morning's episode of Morning Tide. Be sure to join me Wednesday morning as we look back at the Sharks and the Flames. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. Buck is bounced back to the Sharks' blue line, settled there by Lane Peterson, who's still out there. And the first pass by Burns gets out. Here comes the man down the right side, Balser's delaying. He gained the zone, fed it to the right boards across the rink to Ferraro. Ferraro moves in deep, throws it in front, quick cut, score! Rudolph Balser's on a give-and-go with Mario Ferraro, and a brilliant finish for Balser's. It's 1-0 Sharks at 4.48 in the second.